Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we've come into your house and gathered in your name to worship you. Enable us to hear your call in our lives. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts here together be found pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Our Lord, our Rock, our Redeemer. Amen. As I've shared with you before, Heather and I love to see movies. We love to go to the movies, we love to watch movies at home. The trick is, with a two-year-old toddler, going out to the movies is a little difficult. I don't think she would quite sit through a movie yet. Uh, I've heard in a couple years Frozen 2 is coming out, and that will probably be her first movie. So we have to pick very carefully which movies we go and see. And you'd think, being sophisticated people, we'd pick the movies that are going to be nominated for Oscars with fine acting and wonderful plots. But instead, we like to see the movies where stuff blows up. Or stuff gets destroyed. Or or action movies. The movies that look good on the big screen. So we like superhero movies. This past Friday, we took a day date and went and saw Jurassic World. And the things about superhero movies is it seems like that they have to make them bigger and bigger each time. The Avengers keep adding more superheroes to the battle. Batman's not enough anymore. Next year, Batman versus Superman comes out. But as if that's not enough, they're adding Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Green Lantern and all other superheroes that, that we may never have heard of to this movie. Jurassic World even in a way talks to this. It takes place 20 years after the original Jurassic Park and it lives in a world where people are bored with the Tyrannosaurus Rex because they've been there and done that. So they have to genetically design a dinosaur that's bigger and scarier than the Tyrannosaurus Rex. So this makes me very curious about Marvel's next movie. In a world where they're getting bigger and bigger, their next movie is called Ant-Man. It's about a guy whose superpower is shrinking to the size of an ant. So in a world where you have the Incredible Hulk, you've got Iron Man who keeps building bigger and better armor, you're going to have a man that shrinks very small. And I'm really curious to see what his impact is going to be on this Marvel Universe. Because things that are very small can have a large impact. And I think that's what Jesus was speaking about in today's text. He gathers the disciples around and he starts teaching and he says, what should I compare the kingdom of heaven to? What parable should I draw? The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. One of the smallest seeds to be sown upon the earth, but it grows into a giant great bush. Two other times in Matthew and Luke, Jesus talks about a mustard seed and he says that he compares our faith to it. In one gospel, he says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can tell that mulberry tree to fall over and it will. In the other gospel, he says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can tell a mountain to move and it will. So he lifts up things the size of a mustard seed. And I think what Jesus is trying to tell us is that even the smallest things with God's power can have great effects, can do great things, can accomplish 
wondrous things in this world. That doesn't take much if you have God along with you. And the kingdom of heaven can be realized here on earth. And we've seen small things have a great effect on this world before. Four years ago, as part of the Arab Spring, there was a huge uprising in Egypt where a corrupt dictator was overthrown. And this didn't start with a big army raising up against him. It didn't start with a huge movement. It started with two or three friends. And they got on social media, they got on Facebook and Twitter, and they started small and spread the word, and this developed into a movement. But this small beginning ended up overthrowing a nation's ruler, a corrupt dictator who would not step aside. To make this more personal to us, we could think of our own faith. We could think of all the Christians in Bowie, in our country, in the world, and realize that we started from one man and his 12 followers. And there's no denying that that small group has had effect on our lives. That small beginning 2,000 years ago has changed the people we are and has changed the course of history. With God, something small can have a big effect. And that's something we need to pay attention to. The Gospel is the good news, and this is good news for us especially, for smaller congregations throughout the United States. I remember in seminary, there's one class where some pastors would come and sit on us, sit in, not on us, but in with us. That would have been a very awkward class. They would sit in the class with us and they would talk about their real life experience. And I remember two pastors getting into debate. One was the pastor of a smaller church and the other was the pastor of a bigger church. And the pastor of the bigger church was saying that if a church is healthy, it will grow. And his underlying message is that small churches are unhealthy. Small churches are bad. But we've seen that thinking come to change. As you know, Heather is an administrative assistant at a very large Presbyterian church. They have over 2,000 members. And I've had a couple of conversations with their head pastor, their top pastor out of five, to give you an idea of their size. And she wanted to reach out to me to get ideas because she recognizes that there are things that the small church does well that the big churches can't do. With God, small things can have a great impact. With God, small congregations could have a great impact. That doesn't mean it's never challenging. That doesn't mean it's never difficult. That doesn't mean it's never frustrating. But it does mean that it's always worth it. It does mean that we're always working to further the kingdom of heaven. Every year, the Presbyterian Church USA has each church fill out some tedious, mind-numbing forms. And they take all these numbers from these forms and compile them into their statistical report. And usually this report is just a dredge and dire of bad news of how many people the church is losing, how many congregations are closing each year. But this year, the PCUSA took a different approach. And they asked a question that I don't remember seeing before. 
And the National Stated Clerk, Grady Parsons, wrote an article about this question which said, how many people outside of your membership does your church reach? And he talked about the reports that they've received so far and the statistics that they've received. And he said that the average Presbyterian congregation reaches 871 people. And we think the average congregation is under 150. You're looking at eight to nine people reached per member. And when you figure most churches' membership is not the people that they have in the church, it's usually double. You say if there's 200 members, you're going to have 100 on a Sunday or 100 active. That number grows even more. And we should be encouraged by this. If each member, if each active person of a congregation is reaching 15 to 20 people, then a small congregation can make a difference. A small congregation can have an effect. Then we are not working in vain. We are doing the Lord's work. And it reminds us that a church should not be measured by the number of members it has. A church should not be measured by the number of people that fill the pews or the chairs each Sunday. But a church should be measured by the faith of those people. Of the discipleship of those people. Of the dedication and passion of those people. And if you want to count numbers, don't count the number of people in the chairs, but the number of the people in the community that are reached each and every year by that congregation then you can say if a church is healthy. Then you can say if a church is carrying out the gospel, Christ's mission is doing God's work. And this is good news for us. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is something small that has a great effect, that grows and has wide-reaching effects. And our congregation can be that mustard seed. But it's going to take faith. It's going to take dedication. It's going to take passion. It's going to take hard work. It's not always going to be easy, but it will always be worthwhile. There's a story about Mother Teresa when she was first beginning. And she went to her superior and said, I had a vision from God of starting an orphanage. And her superior said, what do you have? She said, well, I've got three pennies. And the superior laughed and said, you will never start an orphanage with three pennies. And she responded, you're right, but with three pennies and God, I can. And Mother Teresa went on to start many orphanages and help many people, and have a huge effect. Because that with God makes all the difference. Friends, when we carry out our gospel mission, when we share the good news of Jesus Christ, when we share the love that God has shown to us, we can change our community. We can change our country. We can change the world. And I'm not talking about all Christians. I'm talking about this congregation can have an impact on the world. All we need is the faith the size of a mustard seed. 
All we need to know is that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed and God can do great things with it. And friends, the United Parish of Bowie, we can be that mustard seed. And with God, we could do whatever it is that God's purpose for us. Amen.